Psalm 108. If you've got the uh, church Bibles and would like to follow it with me, Psalm 108 is on page 614. Yes, another of the Psalms of David. My heart is steadfast, O God. I will sing and make music with all my soul. Awake, harp and lyre. I will awaken the dawn. I will praise you, O Lord, among the nations. I will sing of you among the peoples. For great is your love, higher than the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the skies. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens, and let your glory be over all the earth. Save us and help us with your right hand, that those you love may be delivered. God has spoken from his sanctuary. In triumph I will parcel out Shechem and measure off the valley of Sukkoth. Gilead is mine, Manasseh is mine, Ephraim is my helmet, Judah my scepter, Moab is my washbasin, upon Edom I toss my sandal, over Philistia I shout in triumph. Who will bring me to the fortified city? Who will lead me to Edom? Is it not you, O God, you who have rejected us and no longer go out with our armies? Give us aid against the enemy, for human help is worthless. With God we shall gain the victory, and he will trample down our enemies. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And for our Gospel reading this morning, we're in Mark's Gospel. Chapter 10, beginning at verse 46, page 1025 in the Church Bibles. Hear the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. So Mark chapter 10, beginning at verse 46. Then they, the disciples and Jesus, came to Jericho. As Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city, a blind man, Bartimaeus, that is, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called to the blind man, Cheer up, on your feet, he's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Lord God, uh, my meagre words can simply not do you justice. But I pray, Lord God, that as we reflect together now, we'd have a greater sense of who you are and your power to act. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you'd like to be seated.
I'd like you to uh, think for a few moments about um, your favourite hymn or song lyrics. A Christian, Christian hymn. I don't want We All Live on a Yellow Submarine or anything like that. Um, not necessarily a whole hymn, not even necessarily a whole line, but maybe a turn of phrase that really inspires you and that you keep coming back to. Give that some thought for just a few moments as I hand out these bits of paper which contain uh, the words of a creed. More of this in a minute. But just reflect a few moments. What are the words of the lyrics that mean most to you, that speak to you powerfully? I'll refer to this, um, this uh, creed in a minute, but let's just hear some of the lines that speak powerfully to us. So anyone want to offer a particular line? Caroline. Give me oil in my lamp, keep me burning. That's a good, uh, good old one. Yeah, Jan? What a friend we have in Jesus. Great is thy faithfulness. All things bright and beautiful. Great thou art. Fantastic. As year succeeds on year. Fantastic. All um, inspiring lines in their different ways. Um, I thought of um, the line that goes, uh, talks about the wondrous cross on which the Prince of Glory died. That inspires me, drawing me back to the cross. Um, one of the modern hymns, indescribable, uncontainable, you put the stars in the sky. Um, a, uh, a line from Graham Kendrick's Servant King song uh, that speaks of hands that flung stars into space to cruel nails surrendered. Just love the sort of contrast between the, you know, the majesty of God, the creative ability of God, and yet the one who humbled himself to the cross in his son. We sing of an awesome God, and our words are insufficient really to express just how great he is. And we can read these great um, psalms and scriptures which point us to an extraordinary God. But the question I'm asking this morning is, are we living as if we believe and trust in this great big God? Because it's very easy, isn't it, to sing the words or to recite the creeds. But actually to live that out day by day is something more of a challenge.
And I was reflecting on that as um, I was uh, sent through a blog post um, a copy of this creed this week. I just, I just love it. I don't know if you started to read it, but when we read the creed, some of the classic creeds of the church, they're quite um, straightforward and matter of fact. You know, we believe this, we believe that, etc. And it goes through, the creeds go through the very basics of our Christian faith. This one um, just goes a bit further than that. It's not so much concerned about expressing propositions, but it's just about expressing something of the glory and the wonder of God. It's um, often true of the liturgy produced by the Northumbrian, Northumbrian community. It speaks of a God without boundaries, a God beyond our imagining, mysterious yet loving, supreme over creation but close at hand. And many of the great hymn and songwriters uh, of our time and down the centuries have, have sought to express something of who God is. And we're so grateful to them for their creativity and the care and attention and prayer that they've put into crafting these great hymns and songs of our faith. This is the God we worship. Yet it's so easy, isn't it, for us to bring God down to our own size. In our everyday lives... We're going about our mundane tasks in a society that's cynical and somewhat fragmented. And it's easy, actually, to live without reference to God. Craig Rochelle is uh, one of the speakers annually at the Global Leadership Summit, which a few of us attended a couple of weeks ago. He went as far as to write a book called The Christian Atheist. The Christian Atheist. With a subtitle, Believing in God but living as if he doesn't exist. And it makes the point that we might say we believe in an all-powerful God, but often we make decisions without reference to him. Decisions to suit ourselves, to bring us or those we love maximum happiness, to ensure our own comfort. Maybe we hold on to grudges against other people because it's too much like hard work to work through what it means to forgive and to allow God to transform us into the people he wants us to be. Sometimes we treat God like a lucky charm. No real reference to him when things are going okay, but pull him out when we're going through a tough time and finally reach the end of our own resources. And before anyone thinks, well, that doesn't apply to me, actually we all do it. We get caught up in our own self-sufficiency. We think we know best. We rely on our past experience or our prior knowledge rather than seeking God's best. Maybe as we get older, our world can shrink in some ways. Does our image of God do likewise? Do we really expect him to answer our prayers? Do we really believe that a loved one will find faith? Or that a situation can be changed or a habit broken? I love David's confidence in the first half of Psalm 108. He clearly believes in God's power to act based on his prior experience and his knowledge of God's character. But as the psalm goes on, goes on there is an element of doubt and questioning in his mind. He feels that maybe his God isn't going out with his armies anymore. But then eventually comes back to the reality of God's presence. 
I love the simple faith of blind Bartimaeus by the roadside as Jesus passes by, crying out in desperation and responding in faith to a rather obvious question that Jesus asks him, what do you want me to do for you? In England today, there's still a lot of cultural Christianity. Church going may not be the norm for vast sections of society, but it's still easy to do the Christian thing without any real conviction. Attend services, say the creed, sing the songs. But we all know it's got to go deeper than that. If not, we're falling into the same trap that the Pharisees fell into in Jesus' day. All of the outward signs, but none of the inner reality. And Jesus had no time at all for that. I'd encourage us to take this creed away and spend some time with it in the next few days. To marvel at its richness and depth, but also to ask ourselves, how are we living this belief out in daily life? Do we have a vision of an everyday, very ordinary God, a lucky charm God, a sort of pint-sized God, Or do we, like the writer of this creed and so many of our incredible hymns, have a vision of a great and powerful God who is interested in every part of our lives and wants us to be talking to him about every part of our lives and trusting in him with every part of our lives? And how might others see that this is so much more than words for us? that these truths are not just acknowledged in our heads, but received in our hearts and inspiring our lives as disciples of Christ day by day. So let's be grateful to the hymn writers. Let's be grateful for those who've put together our liturgies. Let's be grateful for the word of God which points us to one who is beyond our imagining, who we can only just begin to grasp something of his majesty. Let's pray.